Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Mitchell Rubenstein. Mitch is the Senior Manager of Corporate Communications at Capital One, and he currently leads PR efforts for Capital One's consumer auto business, including Capital One Auto Navigator. In this episode, we talk about how original research can be leveraged for both earned and owned media and non-traditional ways to maximize the value of the data. In a moment, you'll hear Mitch talk about the various ways that company research can live and the importance of making that data easy to understand. This is where infographics, charts, and pull quotes for social media collateral come in. But what complements the data? Blog posts work, videos can be helpful as well, but audio is the most underutilized format for research. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that you should throw a ton of data points into your audio. That doesn't work. But audio, and more specifically, a mini podcast, can offer context and explanation to the data. It's a format that naturally allows for explanation, to explore the implications. And depending on how you're structuring your research collateral, it can seamlessly offer a bridge to the next data point. But where does that podcast live so that it accentuates the visuals that you've invested in? Venly is an audio platform for businesses, and we believe that your audio should live where you do business. That means integrating audio and custom branded players into your email, PDFs, and websites. With Venly, you can seamlessly customize your brand players, manage the content, and receive full listener insights on all published content. Curious how audio can play a role in how your business communicates? Email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly.co. Co. And now, the excellent Mitch Rubenstein. Hey, Mitch. Hey. Mitch Rubenstein is a senior manager of corporate communications at Capital One and currently leads PR efforts for Capital One's consumer auto business, including Capital One Auto Navigator, which you may have seen advertised in a new national commercial featuring Eugene Levy and his daughter, Sarah Levy. Over his five plus years at Capital One, Mitch has led external communication efforts for multiple groups within the company's commercial banking business and worked on Capital One's innovation and technology storytelling around the company's transition from physical data centers to the cloud, among other projects. Prior to Capital One, Mitch worked on the communications team at Moody's Corporation and Oric, Harrington, and Sutcliffe, a global law firm. He received a BA in journalism and mass communications from the George Washington University and an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. Mitch, thanks again for being with me. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you having me. So your team at Capital One does a lot of original research. Everyone now has data and there's a proliferation of surveys. How do you approach formulating the topics for your research? How do you hone in on what areas to focus on? It's a good question, you know, and, and, I, and I think that um, we, we, we do a lot of research at, at Capital One. So you know, having, having a good place to start is important. And, and no matter the research topic, um, I like to start with thinking about the goals. Um, you know, what, what, what do I want to achieve with this research? Am I trying to help raise awareness for a product or a service? Am I just solely focused on generating media coverage, establishing thought leadership? Uh, are we trying to use this to inform, you know, business strategy of some kind? Uh, getting clarity on what your goal is from the get-go um, is definitely the most important thing. And, and oftentimes it's a combination of these factors. So, you know, we want to establish, an, uh, you know, Capital One as a thought leader in a certain area, you know, by generating media coverage and establishing, um, you know, some owned content and, and, you know, kind of sharing that content out as well. And so kind of the next step from there is kind of once you've honed your goals, uh, think about your target audience and kind of work backwards from there to refine 
what the topic of your research will be. So let's say your audience is, you know, key employees for mid-sized businesses, you know, they're, they're, they're C-suite, so to speak. Uh, how do you figure out what topic is going to resonate with them? What are they interested in? What are the issues that are impacting their business right now that they're eager for more information on, eager for insights that will help them make decisions? Um, you can go about uncovering this by examining media coverage, you know, seeing what's being written about companies in their industry and things like that. Uh, talk to your business partners, you know, particularly if they are talking with you know, these, these uh, types of people, you know, potentially their clients on a daily basis, get that firsthand information, you know, albeit it's, it's anecdotal, but it can be really helpful in kind of determining a, a topic to hone in on. Um, or, in, and I, we've, I've, I've done this before as well, uh, you can even do a, a pre-survey to your research, um, surveying, you know, your, uh, a sample of your intended audience and asking them, you know, what issues are, are most important to you right now? You know, what are you focused on? You know, is it, innovation? Is it, you know, disruption in your industry? Is it cybersecurity or something like that? Um, and then honing in on, you know, that most important topic, and then being able to, from there, take a deep dive with your original research. Yeah, so, okay, so we just did this deep dive. The research is out into the universe. You're getting great coverage, great pickup. How do you think about maximizing the value of the research? Of course, you want to drive media attention, but what are some of the other ways that you think about it adding value to the organization at large? Yeah, so I, I think first and foremost, you really want your your research to, to resonate. You know, it, it shouldn't just be, you know, when you, when you have that final product, it shouldn't just be, you know, data that you're showing. You know, you need to be uh, gleaning actionable insights from the data. And, you know, your, your survey provider or research provider that you're working with can definitely help you hone in on some of these insights and, and make sure that, you know, you're not just, you know, capturing data for the sake of capturing data, you're, you're, you're doing it with a purpose. And so in the creation of your content around the research, you want to make these insights stand out. You want your audience to understand, you know, what the implications of the research are. You know, for example, um, I was recently helping our, our, our team with a, what we called the car buying outlook, which was a survey of um, both uh, consumers and auto dealers about their, their attitudes around car buying. Um, and you know, the important thing for us there was uncovering the, the insight of the growing importance of digital in that journey, both on the consumer side and on, on the dealer side. So you know, consumers letting us know that digital channels are becoming more important in their search to find a car and car financing. And dealers letting us know that they have seen more customers come in from digital channels and are, and are seeing their competitors talking about it more and kind of putting those two together to really show that, you know, this is a major factor, you know, in the industry overall. So I, I would say that that is kind of the, you know, where, where I'd start, you know, in terms of, you know, adding value, you know, you want to make sure that you have those actionable insights, you know, kind of once you have you've aligned on those and, and you kind of have those in place, um, you know, you kind of pivot to, okay, you know, how am I going to now promote this research? You know, what are we going to do to get it out there? Um, and while, you know, creating media attention, earn media, uh, always positive, you know, getting, uh, you know, a nice article, you know, in a, in a top tier publication or one of your, you know, uh, key industry publications or something like that. Um, that's really just kind of one piece of a strategy when I think about how to bring research to life. So from kind of an external communications perspective, you know, we want to create compelling content around the research, whether that's 
an interactive report, um, you know, creating a, a live event to uh, talk about the research and discuss the findings, creating video content, you know, kind of doing the same, catering some of that, you know, for our own social channels and you know, seeing different ways, um, you know, how many different ways really can we communicate these findings um, and these insights, you know, to our target audiences. Um, and part of that also involves utilizing your own channels to help, you know, reach your audience. So in the B2B world where I've spent a lot of my time, that might mean educating your customer facing associates, like the people, you know, that you're supporting that are, you know, working with your clients or customers on a daily basis, um, educating them on the research findings, kind of preparing materials for them to share with their clients, giving them talking points, um, you know, setting up events for their clients where they can hear um, firsthand, you know, discussions between, um, you know, our Capital One experts and perhaps other industry experts, or even, well, you know, somebody um, from from their group, like a, a, a CFO or, or someone else from the C-suite, um, discussing the insights and what it means for their company um, and their industry. Um, really involving um, your audience in the conversation as well, um, I've, I've found is, is really useful and impactful. You just touched on this a moment ago, but what's the balance between earned and owned media when you're thinking about this proprietary research and thought leadership? Because Capital One Newsroom is really robust. Sure. I, I would say that, you know, there's there's not really an ideal balance, but, you know, they both earned and owned media are, are part of your robust channel strategy. And you need to think about what each individual channel offers you. So for earned media, you know, you're working with journalists, you're fighting for attention. Um, you know, you're trying to make sure that, you know, the key messages of your research or insights, you know, the things that you think are most important for your target audiences, you know, are reflected in, you know, what, whatever article, um, you know, results. However, you know, journalists make choices based on what they believe is newsworthy and what they believe is most interesting. You know, so hopefully the journalists you're talking with are ones that you've built relationships over time, you know, they're, they cover your space and you can have a conversation with them about, you know, what they find most interesting and you can kind of, you know, make your case um, and have a good back and forth there. And, 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 you know, hopefully, you know, the resulting piece is something that, you know, you're, you're both really happy with, you know, for own content, of course, you know, you have full control over the messaging um, and the content itself. So you can go more in depth in certain places, kind of do some of those more, um, you know, deeper dives into issues um, and more, more of the analysis that you kind of wouldn't be able to see, um, or wouldn't really wouldn't make sense for earned media coverage. Alternatively, you can almost do the opposite. And, and we've seen a lot of success in having these kind of brief, quick read versions of reports, you know, kind of executive summaries, but, you know, presented in graphic form sometimes. Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll have a full report with the more in-depth insights. But, you know, in order to, you know, kind of meet people where they are in, in you know, our environment now where, um, you know, it's, it, it's difficult to get people to, you know, read a, a thousand word article let alone, you know, a 10 page report, um, you know, we want to have something that's easily digestible and that will communicate, you know, our key insights um, really quickly. And I would also say that being able to publish your own content also allows you to, you know, deepen your credibility on certain thought leadership topics. You know, so let's say, you know, we'll go back to the car buying outlook as the example, um, you know, we're really trying to establish, you know, further establish Capital One as a, a, a thought leader in the automotive space um, and, and kind of on the car buying journey. As kind of, you know, building that reputation, you know, we want to have a place that people can go to see all of the information, all of the different articles and thought leadership, 
you know, that we've done on this topic. Um, you know, in it also helps support, uh, you know, potential earned media opportunities in the future. You know, if, if a reporter is looking for a source or somebody to, you know, to talk about kind of a topic around car buying, you know, we have a ton of articles and research that we can, you know, point to and saying, hey, we have, we've thought about these issues before. We have experts that can talk about these things. Um, you know, we're, we're really active in the space. So I think being able to kind of build up that base of content and, you know, build your kind of credibility as a, as a thought leader over time is, is also a really important thing to think about. When you go to the Capital One newsroom, you see a lot of interactive graphics. And this is really what you were just talking about, right? Like having the information pop, digestible, shareable, where appropriate. What other content formats do you use to communicate this research? Are there any best practices that you've developed? As communicators, you know, we're always looking for unique ways to you know, talk with or, or relay information to our, our target audiences. So, you know, I'll, I'll often think about, you know, what's the best format for content on LinkedIn compared to what's best for Instagram or Twitter. Um, and, and when thinking about visuals, I, I think it's important to kind of focus on the storytelling aspect of it. So, you know, you, you don't want your visual, and, and although it you know, will happen in some cases where it's you know just displaying a data point, it's an interesting fact, something that's noteworthy, you know. But but oftentimes it's not telling a story, and it's a difficult thing to do. But if you can find a way to make your visuals tell the story, so that if someone isn't reading any text and they're only looking at kind of your your data visualizations or, or kind of like your your visual representations. You know, they they can kind of follow along and understand the information you're trying to get across. I, I think that's really impactful, and to me, that's a little bit of a, a, a holy grail of sorts in terms of, you know, what you can you know look to achieve um, with some of those kind of cool interactive uh, visual storytelling elements. What are some of the owns channels that have been most productive for you? You mentioned LinkedIn just a moment ago, but you know, are you using newsletters? Are you using you know YouTube as a channel, uh, podcasts? What what else is out there for you? Sure. So I'd I'd say this depends on really kind of the the audience I'm trying to reach. I'm fortunate at Capital One that we really have a, a test and learn mindset in, in a lot of these situations. So you know, I have the freedom to try and make a case for trying a new channel or, or a new tactic that we that we haven't used before if I, if I think that there's a potential opportunity there. And if it works out and we can demonstrate results, excellent. If it doesn't and, you know, we don't get the results we need, then, then you know, we know that going forward, that's not the ideal thing, you know, to use for, you know, for, for, for something like that. I would say that in the B2B world, uh, LinkedIn is becoming increasingly important, especially uh, you know, in regards to thought leadership. I, I, I know that um, we've seen excellent traction for a lot of our research and thought leadership being shared by our executives on LinkedIn. Um, so not just you know, from the you know, Capital One LinkedIn page, um, but you know, using our executives you know, as thought leadership representatives for the company. Um, and sharing with their own networks and kind of gaining traction and visibility that way. I think that's extremely important. During the pandemic, we also leaned into virtual events as well. Um, something that I think even with, um, you know, the, the, the country reopening will, will kind of continue um, to play a more important role than it had in the past. Um, so with that car buying outlook, uh, we actually launched that with a webcast for reporters featuring the head of our financial services business and one of our dealer partners um, discussing the findings of the report with uh, one of our key influencers in the auto space that we work with. And it, we also had some of our uh, key dealer partners attend as well. 
Um, and it was a, a, a great success and a great way to launch the report and was you know, a, a nice opportunity for um, you know, these uh, journalists on the call to kind of you know, not just you know, see the report in front of them, but kind of have it come to life and hear you know, a dealer and you know, someone from the auto finance business talking about you know, what these insights mean for the industry. And so I think overall, though, continuing to explore new channels is, is always important. I think using influencer social channels is something, you know, that, um, you know, you might, when, when you hear influencer social channels, you know, you might think of, you know, promoting, uh, you know, some kind of diet product or something like that. But, but I, I, the way I think for a lot of these, you know, influencers, particularly in the B2B space, you know, we're not just thinking about how we can, you know, piggyback on their followings but how we can bring their interesting insights um, and you know, anecdotes and, business and kind of stories from their business careers and things like that you know, to our audiences, how we can have them participate in discussions you know, with um, you know, either you know, our, our Capital One executives or our clients um, and kind of give them um, that exposure. So, um, and hopefully we'll be able to do that at, at live events pretty soon again. So just kind of always kind of having that you know, explorer mindset um, as kind of new channels come and go. Mitch, thank you again for being with me today and for all your wisdom. Thanks, Brian. Mitch, thanks again for the time. If you like this episode, you are going to love the next episode with Caitlin Anderson. Caitlin is the Senior Manager of Internal Communications at Autodesk. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, with Caitlin.